0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here, Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla Network. It is Thursday, July 18th. Yes, he says with great confidence, July 18th. So, uh, a couple of things to talk about. First of all, Neuralink. So, they did their little show and tell with Neuralink and we weren't exactly sure what to uh, expect, but what we heard was first a spiel by Elon about the importance of being able to, you know, augment people's brains, either people with various sorts of brain disease, but also just to augment humans in order to keep up. And that's an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. His team is trying to basically talk to and listen to axons at sort of the cellular level. And uh, that's kind of a big deal. So they want to put filaments, these tiny little filaments that can both sense and can conduct into people's brains and, uh, in theory, put a lot of them in there. So they have to be tiny there. Ones that they showed off are significantly smaller than uh, hair. They have to be sort of bendable. They have to put them into the brain in particular positions and not put them through um, blood vessels. And just technically, this seems like otherworldly science fiction. Are you killing me here? It is both incredibly exciting and, I think, incredibly frightening about how quickly... This is happening. They hope to actually have a prototype that's actually in a person's brain doing things um, by the end of next year. They'll probably start off with monkeys first. So. Really, you have to follow the link. There'll be one in the show notes. I found a pretty good one that sort of shortens it down to about 18 to 20 minutes. Um, The actual presentations were at times really complex and having you go, I have no idea whether this is legitimate science, whether this is peer-reviewed, whether uh, other people are doing the same thing, whether this is hocus-pocus. I don't know what's going on here. But there's certainly some neurological conditions uh, where you could see this could be profound, and then later on, this could be used to just make you super smart because the robots are also super smart. So go check it out. There's nothing sort of drastic happening right now. I think that's the thing that many of us were sort of sitting on Spilkes, I believe is the Yiddish term, uh, wondering just how far along have they gotten? And they seem to have come a long way with their chipsets, with their filaments, with their ability to look at uh, these axon potentials and potentially very soon this ability to then, uh, you know, Make, as they said, they've got like monkeys playing computer games. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but for people with various uh, brain disorders and strokes, it might be possible to basically have people get function again by using some of this stuff. It's it's pretty exciting and also frightening. It's kind of like the Terminator, but it's not there yet. But you can tell just by listening to these things where we're going. Just from a medical point of view, from a engineering point of view, it's kind of stunning. If they can do this, if they can introduce these little tiny filaments so that they're not hitting any blood vessels, so they're putting it into people's brains, so they're getting it proximate to the places where they want to you know, capture and uh, create electricity within neurons at that scale, it's just kind of stunning. I had no idea we're getting that far. It's stunning. So go check out the show notes with a link and be prepared to be freaked out and inspired. And you know how we've been talking about Starhopper was going to do a little hop test? Well, it did a little hop test and apparently exploded into flames, this giant fireball, after their uh, static test of one of the Raptor engines. So uh, I don't know exactly what that means. This is very early reporting. We're going to have to see. I don't know how much damage was done. I don't know what really any of this means, but these static fire things are done for a reason. You, You know, you bolt this thing down or you're doing little hop tests and you do it here before you take it out into the space or try and get it into the space so you don't blow things up over populated areas. So while at the same time it's really a bummer when they don't come off perfectly, um, and this has happened to SpaceX a couple of times, it is good that they're testing these things. This is why you test them. If you didn't think there would ever be a problem, you wouldn't need to test. But this is an enormous amount of energy being released, so you've got to test, and it looks like a little something happened. Oopsie! And it's another day, so it means that Tesla has changed the price of its cars again. And this is really beginning to tick people off. And it's so hard to keep up with. Again, I can do a link in the show notes if somebody's tried to um, keep record of all of these price changes that have occurred just in the last sort of uh, six months. It really is all over the place. Now, Elon has said, look, other car companies do this all the time and um, other car companies change rebates. And so this is sort of standard. This is what is happening all the time in the industry. So why is everybody freaking out when Tesla does it? And then other times he's apologetic about it. And then other times uh, he's like, you know, shut the hell up. We'll do whatever we like. It just, it seems chaotic. It seems more chaotic than other car companies, probably because we've got, you know, a microscope on Tesla constantly. And so um, that's the problem. But I think, you know, when S and X, uh, we lost the long range The low, what am I trying to say? The low range, the standard range versions of S and X, uh, that was one thing. But then I guess Model 3 prices also dropped at the high end substantially. And I'm just trying, I'm actually on the website right now. And I'm trying to reproduce it. somebody was saying that for the performance edition that the price had gone down by nearly $6,000. And I'm just sort of on the website right now. And I don't follow the prices day to day like this because, you know, I really don't care. And so I can't really tell you. And I also, there was a report that uh, the full self-driving has gone up in cost again. Although I did check that a week ago, it was 6000 And right now, as of today, it's 6000 Yet yeah, It looks like if you load up your performance version, that it may have come down in cost by maybe as much as $5,000 since the last time I checked it. So this is all to say that it's all over the place. And you just have to accept or you're going to lose a lot of sleep in your tiny mind that if you buy a Tesla today, there's a really good chance that by tomorrow it's going to be a different cost. And sometimes that cost is going to be up and sometimes that cost is going to be less. But you just have to accept that. And I, I don't think that uh, Tesla is going to you know, go back and give you money or anything like that. It's just at some point you have to go put your money down and realize that this is a bit of a wild ride. It's going to happen. Now, as we all know, there's about 456 million Tesla killers that are coming, always just sort of around the corner. One of them is the Porsche Taycan, I think it is pronounced. So this was supposed to launch with 350 kilowatt charging. That's what we thought was going to happen. So this is a Porsche, so people are going to like it because people like their Porsches. And there's two versions. One of them has up to a 100 kilowatt-hour battery. And we were told, or at least it was suggested, that this puppy was going to come out with an 800-volt, 350-kilowatt charging capacity, being able to get it to about 80% charge in less than 14 minutes. Well, now they've come out and said, well, that's, that's going to happen. It's not going to happen until 2021. And for now, it's only going to do 250 kilowatts, which puts it right around what Model 3 can do today and probably S and X soon. So a little bit disappointing if you were looking to get one of these Porsches in the not-too-distant future, but the fact that they're saying, you know, it's going to take us a couple of years to get to that really high rate of charging just shows that there's a reason why version 3 of supercharging in the Teslas didn't sort of jump to 350. This is technically difficult. You need a lot of pipe, there's a lot of energy produced, there's a lot of extra heat and stuff. You can potentially damage batteries, so we'll see. I suspect, I fully suspect, I fully believe that actually the first person that's really going to get to significantly faster than 250 kilowatts of charging is going to be Tesla. Because they are the leaders in battery technology in cars right now, and with Maxwell, and with everything they do, I think that they will be significantly ahead. So if Porsche comes out with this in a couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised if Tesla is right there, or right before them, or comes out with a V4 that goes even faster, if that's technically possible. I'm just saying, they might be increasing and decreasing the cost of the car every five minutes, but the march of the technology in these cars is progressive over time. More all the time, over-the-air software updates, better self-driving all the time. Maybe not at the speed that Elon says, but they progress much farther and faster than any of the competition. So I'm just saying, when you're frustrated at Tesla, just remember that. If you don't like it, they're going to come over and stick a Neuralink in your brain. and They're going to wipe your memory of all the times that they've changed the cost of the car. I'm just saying, it could happen. Talk to you tomorrow.